Let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome. You know what I should say? Shalom to all of our listeners out there. Welcome Shalom. That's how it goes, isn't it? That's it, yeah. I know the one from The Simpsons. Don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, don't have a cowman, have a piece of fish. Oi. Excellent. Anyway, yeah, okay. um, welcome. If you haven't figured it out by now, it is Israel Week on the Juice Bar Podcast. Woo! You know what? I was going to say something there, but I realized all I know is oy vey and shalom. I don't know. Um, Trove Tuesday? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is there pancakes? I don't know if that's a... I think that's a Christian thing. I don't think that's a Jewish thing. Oh. Who's it? Anyway. Who's pancakes? Oh, now I want Pancakes. <laughs> My name is Jack, by the way. This is the very hungry Elizabeth Allen, and we are going to take you on a little walk through Israel at the Eurovision Song Contest, their first, Woo! well, decade and a bit so far. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown on Israel's uh, story at, Israel, at, at Eurovision, at Israel, at Eurovision, and then I'm going to throw <laughs> over to Liz, who's going to tell us a little bit about Israel itself. Uh-huh. So... The nation of Israel has sent 42 entries to the Eurovision Song Contest. They've nice. reached 36 finals, which is actually, I, th- I felt like they'd missed a lot more than just six finals, but yeah. it's six. Um, they finished in the top 10 on 20 occasions. They finished in the top five on 11 occasions, and they've won the contest four times. Wow. They are the country with the most wins to have never come last as well. So that's a big Big achievement for Israel. Um, what what can you tell us about the country itself, Elizabeth? Oh my lord! Okay, I love this. Is always my favorite bit when we try to guess the population of a country, um, mm-hmm. and then we find out how completely wrong we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how many people do you think are living in Israel? Well, that is that is a big question, isn't it? Um, I know we always get it wrong every we single will get time. It wrong. Yeah, I reckon it's about eight or nine million people. Oh, okay, no, not bad, not bad. Nine point three million people. So it's roughly the same size as Sweden, which is something I don't really. It's bigger than Norway. That's not something I would have ex- expected. Yeah, it's like half the population of Australia. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I th- if I thought there would be more people in Israel or less people in Israel. I don't know. It was one of those. I'm like, am I surprised by that? Am I not surprised by that? I'm surprised that you only think there's 18 million people in Australia when we're almost at 30 million now. <laughs> oh really? Are we? When did that happen? <laughs> Oh, my God, people oh, have know, been busy during COVID. <laughs> yeah, been, apparently there's a baby boom going on. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's oh. fascinating. Now, tell us a little about the history of Israel. We know it's a, we know it's a, it's a intricate oh. web. Let's put it oh. that way. But oh, what can you tell us? Lord. 
You know what? You know what I can tell you? You cannot look up the history of Israel on the internet without it descending into a free fall of, I'm just going to say, rather colourful and unpleasant accusations (laughs) flying on all sides um, in the comment section. So I've decided, you know what? This is Eurovision. This is about us coming together. I am not touching them with a 10 foot pole <laughs> what i can tell you though is oh my god do you know they have national service in israel they do i did know that a girl i went to high school with had to leave uh, in the middle of year 12 because she had to make it back to israel to do her compulsory military service compulsory military service all right let's get into it we're starting with their debut in 1973 it was ilanit with a sham which means somewhere finished fourth she got eight points from Luxembourg, sevens from Germany, Ireland, Italy, Monaco, and Yugoslavia, and sixes from Belgium, Finland, the Netherlands, Sweden, and Switzerland. Now, Ilanit was performing in Germany um, in 1972, and she was asked whether or not she would be interested in representing Germany at the Eurovision Song Contest that year. She talked to her singing partner and her management, and they realized Israel, as a member of the EBU, the European Broadcasting Union, obviously, uh, were eligible to enter the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. They went to the they went to the Israeli broadcaster. The Israeli broadcaster was like, mm, "Not a terrible idea." Went to the EBU, and the EBU said, "Sorry, deadline is closed, but come back next year, um, and we will let you in Eurovision." And so the next year, Israel mm-hmm. showed up bright and early with their piece of paper in hand that said, "Can we come to Eurovision?" Tick yes, tick no, and the <laughs> EBU ticked yes. And they've been there ever since. So they did actually pick Ilanit, the woman who brought Israel to Eurovision, as their first entry. Uh, What did you think of it? Oh, well, now that I know that, that's fantastic. So she sort of uh, accidentally is responsible. Um, Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Look, can I say, first of all, it is great to see a female conductor of the orchestra. Yes. I loved that. That was the first thing I noticed. That was so progressive on debut. I loved that. I know. I was just like, feminism? Um, look, this song, it has a real relaxed 70s vibe. Um, oh, my God. On a side note, how giant is that guy's double guitar in the orchestra? Yes. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> like, the other thing about the orchestra is how much time does the conductor spend? Like, she spends, yeah. like, the first third of the song just staring at Ilanit while conducting. Yeah. She's not even looking yeah. at the orchestra. And at some point she realises, oh, God, they're going to find out about my giant lesbian crush. And then she turns around and starts conducting. (laughs) I loved it. Maybe she's just so caught up in the moment of like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, Israel is finally here on the Eurovision stage. What an amazing moment. She forgot that she actually was in the moment (laughs) and she was the moment. (laughs) One, two, three. Um, and, you know, like, if you're going to have a lesbian crush, you could do worse. Let's be honest. Oh, Ilanit is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woman. Yeah, I'd tap that. I'd totally tap yeah. that. Um, yeah, I feel that this is, like, a really good solid start to Eurovision. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Lovely, lovely number, lovely chorus. Like you said, really strong debut. Like, mm-hmm. this was a decent entry. It would be another 20 years before someone did better on debut at mm-hmm. Eurovision than Israel did in this year. I absolutely love her really colourful dress. Yeah. Like, I absolutely, I can't give her too many points for it, but I do love it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. 
1973 was just a really good year for Eurovision. If you look at the top three, it's mm. Cliff Richards. Uh, it is Eres 2 by Mossadadis. And the winner, of course, was Tu Terra Connectua by Luxembourg. So powerful top four, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah I really, absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. Song 7, Performance and Fashion 6 for a 19. Excellent. I just went sixes across the board. In 1837, that is a strong start from Israel. Woo! Now, in 1974, it was the band Poogie with the song Nathalie La Caille. I gave her my life. Again, I always have to get out in front with foreign languages that aren't Swedish or maybe Danish. Um, <laughs> I'm not great. I am not Jewish. Uh, or I, I do not speak Hebrew is probably more accurate. So... Mm. Bear with me. It finished seventh. It got three from Italy, twos from the Netherlands, Portugal, and the UK, and ones from Ireland and Sweden. Quote, a song about the power of love, but also, I don't know if you saw this, allegedly. Controversy, controversy, controversy. This is, so apparently this song is also allegedly about the band's dislike for what then Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir, and also in favour of an establishment of a Palestinian state, which totally worked and now everything's fine. <laughs> if only. Yeah. This is, again, one of the reasons we stay out of comment sections. <laughs> you know what I love about this one? I yeah. love that they all dressed up as librarians. Oh, my God. Yes. The only way that I can describe this performance is, it's Eurovision. Quick, pass my good vest. Um <laughs> To be honest, I want to pr- I want to write a protest song against their fashion. Um, <laughs> it is appalling. It's just it's like six dudes in a vest. Um, look, I guess they're in key, but who's looking? I can't get past those vests. I agree. I think this one is definitely not as good as their debut. To no. put it lightly. I, I like the Israeli style, like it's like an Israeli folk vibe that they've got mm. going on, I, and it's a decent song, but the performance isn't all that Awful. much. Yeah, and the fashion is just—I mean, points for finding six vests that look exactly as terrible as that one and getting them all yeah. on the stage at the same time. Like someone's <laughs> six people's grandpas are going to be very cold this coming winter because yeah. all of their <laughs> vests are at Eurovision. But, yeah, it's fine. Song 5, Performance 4, Fashion a 3 for a 12. Yeah, look, I gave the song itself a 5, the performance 3, and that's only because they're in tune. Um, Yes. Fashion, oh, that's a 0. That is such a 0. That's an 8 from you, a 20 between the pair of us. Not as strong as their debut, clearly. Let's see if you like it. In 1975. It's my favourite name in the entire world. His name is Shlomo, Shlomo Artsy, and the song is <laughs> Atvaani, You and Me. Finished 11th, got 10s from the Netherlands, 6s from Sweden and Turkey, and 5 from Norway. Our love is strong like thunder and lightning. What did you think? Oh, my Lord. Like, uh, looking at Shlomo, can I just say... It is good of him to take time out from his pirating career to join <laughs> us on the Eurovision stage um, with his uh, fluffy shirt. Uh, look, it doesn't thrill me. I've got to be honest, even with the pirate shirt, it's a little too easy listening that's not that easy to listen to. Um. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, it's just uh, this is just how to be forgettable at Eurovision. To be honest, I enjoyed that it was upbeat, um, but it, it's it's not terrific. Like you said, it's mm. just kind of it feels like a filler entry. Mm. Like they had a great idea in 1973, kind of missed the mark in 1974, and then just didn't know what to do in 1975. The thing I do like about this is that it's very enthusiastic and it is very boppy and I like that he kind of dances without dancing, if yep. you know what I mean. But I, I, while I don't like the song, I do understand... The pirate what, shirt? Well, yeah, I kind of understand <laughs> what was like... like they, The vibe is okay. The vibe is fine. The execution yeah. on that vibe was just... Israel clearly much like iceland did israel clearly understood what it is to enter eurovision yeah and what you send and they yeah. got it straight off the bat i don't think this was a great entry mm. but they're definitely in the right vein if that makes sense oh uh, yeah like it, it's not the, it's not the worst it's just they really need to polish uh they they really need to polish what they're doing they have the vague idea but they're not pulling it all together um song and performance got fours fashion gets a five that's just for wearing a pirate shirt. <laughs> That's a 13 from you. Song and fashion got fours from me. Performance got a six. You're <laughs> a 14. 27 between us. Again, not a pass. Close, 1976. Though. Close. Closer. Getting, getting warmer. Getting mm-hmm. closer. Getting closer. In 1976, they sent Chocolate, Menta, and Mustic with the song Emor Shalom, which means say hello. Finish six, so we're heading back in the right direction for Israel. Ten from Italy, eight from Finland and Yugoslavia, and seven from Luxembourg, Norway, and Switzerland. It's a song calling for a lover or peace in the Middle East, depending on how you interpret it. Look, what you did you what? think? This, like, let's be honest, this song is a sexy fun time. I'm not going to lie. Um... <laughs> Try not to think too much in it. Although, oh my god! Okay, so the names of the ladies they translate as chocolate, mint, and gum. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you like? Clearly, they were like rolling dice. Can you imagine? Like, come on, chocolate! Come on, chocolate! Fuck it! I'm gum. Who, <laughs> who takes gum as a stage name? What is that? Oh, you're like, gonna you could be just chewed do a up. Re-roll, and- couldn't you? Oh. Yeah. Just going to be chewed up and spat out. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst, like, stage name ever. Like, that's like, I've got to admit, when Fiddy Scent came out, I'm like, that's a terrible stage name. Fiddy Scent. Like, you're not even a dollar. Like, Fiddy Scent. Like, <laughs> you're not even a full denomination, sir. You're no, a half of a denomination. <laughs> well, leaving that aside, what did you think about the entry? Um, Sexy fun good time just like yeah chocolate and chewing gum <laughs> <laughs> i um i i really really liked the suits they were wearing oh yeah i yeah. thought they were very very chic very fashionable they looked great and it's it's a, it's a very unique style for a song this one if you yeah. haven't seen it we'll throw this one up on socials yeah yeah it is just very Unique is the only word I can come up with it. I I didn't mind it. It was simple. The song is just fascinating. Like it is just a fascinatingly interesting song sung by three gorgeously dressed women. I could definitely tolerate a lot more of this to this day. (laughs) Like send three chicks singing a song like this 
Mwah. Masterpiece. Song six, performance four, fashion and eight for an 18. Oh, see, this is where we're going to argue. I am as not a bigger fan of the fashion as you Ooh. are. I actually find the fashion a bit of a... Mm. This happens to us sometimes. Like, it's like a semi. The fashion is like semi hard to me. It's semi fashion. Um, I give the song a six, performance five, fashion a four, though. Like, put some sequins on that shit. Yeah, that's a 15 from you, an 18 from me. It's a pass, though. That's a 33 between the pair of us. In 1977, oh, this is a familiar name. It was Ilanit with a Hava Hishir Lishnaim. Love is a song for two. She's back and she's finished 11th. 10 points from Switzerland, 7s from Ireland and Monaco, and 6 from Spain. It's a ballad in which Ilanit declares that your song is my song to a lover. This is my favourite entry from Israel so far oh. in this series. Oh. I actually really like this one. Is this one where we're going to go in completely different directions again? For my two cents, I thought it was a great tune. It's positive. It's upbeat. Her fashion has improved quite dramatically oh. since her return. And I love the the camera work with the close-ups, you know? So I thought it was great work from Israel. What about you? Ah. <laughs> I think I get the hint, Liz. You can just say words now if you'd like. Oh, love is a song for two. I'd be like, mm, uh, yeah, but I'm going to dump you now. And I think this is a time. Love may be for two, but this is a time to be single. Um, <laughs> for a start, her backup singers are dressed so much better than she is so much better and to be honest this one just did not enthrall me at all you know what she should have stuck to 73 and just had that beautiful legacy of i'm the reason we're here israel yeah yeah this was Um, not i i didn't mind this one like i i thought it was i just i maybe we're just different people ships in the night we'll never agree Oh, Eurovision is not a song for two. I'm sorry. I have to disagree. (laughs) All right. I've given the song a 7.5, performance a 5, fashion a 7 for a 19.5. Lay it on me. I gave the song a 4.5, performance 4.5, fashion 3. And that was just for the backup people. (laughs) That's a 12 from you. Uh, and, oh, you're not going to like it, but that's a 31.5. That is a pass. Uh, damn it! <laughs> now, in 1978, Israel sent a man named Isha Cohen and Alpha Beta, his backup singers, and they sent a song called Abana B, and they won the Eurovision Song Contest. Woo! In fact, it is the song that won Eurovision in every country except Jordan, who <laughs> decided... Uh-oh, mid-voting, they went, uh-oh, um, Israel are going to win this thing. Let's just end the broadcast now and tell everyone on the news that Belgium won the Eurovision Song Contest. What? So if you live in, if you live in Jordan, Belgium have won two Eurovisions to date. Uh, what? <laughs> everywhere are else, you? Israel won their first. Are you serious? Are you yeah. actually serious? Legit. How? How? Oh, my Lord. How do you... So, what? There How? is a ban in, or I don't know if it's still around, but there was a ban across the Middle East mm. uh, in, I think it was Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, 
maybe even parts of the Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, mm. where Israel is not acknowledged. Israel will, you do not acknowledge the existence of Israel because of, you know, the whole yes, Middle yes, East yes, crisis. We're, yes. So we're not going to get yes, into because it'll start a whole yes, thing. Yes. <laughs> so they, once they saw that Israel were winning mm. and they're not allowed to technically, in fact, they blanked out Israel's performance. They put a picture of flowers up instead. <gasps> they, um, once they saw Israel were off and running, they went, uh, okay, so Eurovision actually ended 15 minutes ago. And guess what? Belgium won. Yay, Belgium. And I love that story. It's just the pettiest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my. What happened after that? Was was Jordan, like, cut and not allowed to show Eurovision ever again after that? No, they still showed it afterwards. Okay. They might have stopped after a while. They definitely didn't show the next year's contest because it was oh, Israel. Well, but yeah, I digress. Well, it wouldn't have existed. Yeah. <laughs> this one got 12 from actual winners, Belgium, um, Germany, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Switzerland and Turkey, 10s from Finland and Portugal, and 8s from Austria, France, Ireland, Italy and Norway. I personally have never been a big fan of this song. Yeah. Like I, I respect the execution of the choreo, but I just cannot vibe with Abana B. I just do not vibe with it. Like it, it, it's, it is the Israeli equivalent of Diggy Lou, Diggy Lay in that I'm so glad you won, but how did you win with this of all songs? Oh, you know what I mean? No, no. You know how he won? Oh my God. This is fun. This is sunshine. Mm. This is cocktails at the bar. This is what it is. There's a little coordinated dance routine with the with the singer and the backup singers in the middle of it. I think this is a real winner. This is just a great big ball of fun. Uh, can I can I say though? Oh my lord, Europe may have been in love with this song. The head of the Israeli delegation, however, was not. And the head of the Israeli delegation said they only sent this song because every other song in the Israeli national final was so bad. <laughs> Can you imagine? I love it. It, the head Eurovision off your worst song. Can you imagine yeah. it? <laughs> Can you imagine that being told, oh, look, this song is shit, but you should have heard the other shit. It was up against. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say as well, Prots. Props to them. Israel had a female conductor again for the ladies. Do you know what Isha is doing now? What is, what is Isha doing now? He owns a jewellery shop in Tel Aviv. Oh, beautiful city, Tel Aviv. And when where Eurovision was hosted. Yeah, and watching his performance, you could totally see him owning a gold jewellery store. Like, yeah, I definitely, was- I could definitely see. It's not a shock. Yeah, it's like he was only competing in music so he could get enough money to open his own gold store. <laughs> well, you are definitely definitely a bigger fan of this one than I am. Song three, performance and fashion six for a 15. Oh, I, I give the song an eight. I give the performance an eight. Fashion gets a five. Again, Israel, spend some money on sequins. Oi vey! <laughs> That is a 36 between us, our second favourite of the night so far. Now, in 1979, Israel, who hosted the Eurovision Song Contest that uh-huh. year, sent Gali Artery and Milk and Honey with the song Hallelujah. And wouldn't you know it, Israel won back-to-back. I what? see an Irish trend going on here. 
12s from Finland, Ireland, Norway, Portugal, and the UK, 10 from Spain, and 8s from Austria, Luxembourg, and Monaco. Interestingly, none of the countries that gave Israel 12 points in 78 gave them 12 points in 79. It was a whole different thing and vice versa. So there you go. Now, this to me, this is a Eurovision winner. This (laughs) one is spectacular. One of my top 10 winners ever is Hallelujah. I didn't even take notes for this one. I was just so swept up in it. I absolutely love it. It's an absolute classic. It is impossible not to sing along. Hallelujah. I can't forgive the ugly suspenders that the men are wearing, but I I adore this. I think this is just a a beautiful entry and I almost can't fault it. What did you think? Oh, my God. Well, it's ironic that you say that. Would you like to know a little bit of trivia, this song? This song was originally rejected by everyone and everything. It was offered offered to other countries. Other countries rejected it, saying it was not a Eurovision-winning song. And then uh, when Israel picked up that they wanted the song, it was actually offered to another Israeli singer – but they, uh, but they turned the song down, saying it wow. was not a winning song. It was basically it was a terrible song, and you, you would get laughed off stage. Oh my! How much is Israel high fiving themselves that yeah. everybody else <laughs> kicked this to the curb? So this could have been one of several other countries that won this year. Yeah, and the funny thing is, this is the second year in a row where everyone's gone. Yeah, the song we're sending is shit, and it's one Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. I know. This is why I keep saying the juries are shit and leaving it, leave it to the people because those in charge of the juries don't know what the shit they're talking about. <laughs> the juries are always correct. They picked this song always to win Eurovision. Can I correct. say? Can I say? Oh my god, the outfits are still a bit plainer than I like to see on the Eurovision stage. Give me that. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. What have you given it? Uh, look, I actually gave uh, song and performance both got sixes, but the performance gets a five. Again, uh, buy some hot pants. Buy some gold spandex. You know what I'm saying? That is a 17 from you. Um, I have I, – I, I love this one. I love this. Song 10, performance 8, fashion of 4. Really not digging the fashion. Uh, 22 from me. Plus a 17 from you, and that's a 39 between the pair of us, our new nice. favourite for the week. Let's roll on to 1980. Now, Israel, of course, as the winners of the 79 Eurovision Song Contest, were um, given the the somewhat expensive honour of hosting the Eurovision Song Contest uh-huh. at home again. However, Israel was like, uh, well, how about we don't host it this year? Um, because for multiple reasons, mostly because it was costing them a lot to host it and also because it was scheduled on the Israeli Memorial Day, and please forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, Yom HaZikaron. Yom HaZikaron. So Israel actually not only did they not host, they didn't attend Eurovision at all. They withdrew. Mm -hmm. Eurovision was almost cancelled as a result. 
because normally one of two things would happen. Mm. Either the runner-up would step in and host the contest. Mm -hmm. Uh, That year it was Spain and Spain went, we don't want to pay for it. So what had also happened in the past is that if the host couldn't afford it, the the BBC would pick up the tab and host it in the UK. They'd been hosting so many fill-in contests recently that even the BBC was like, we're not doing it. We are absolutely not hosting Eurovision this year. And it looked for all, like, if the BBC aren't going to host it, no one is going to stump the bill for this one. No one's going to foot the bill Mm. to host Eurovision. Yeah. Someone in the Israeli broadcaster was like, ah, shit, I don't really want to be responsible for Eurovision getting cancelled and called up their counterpart in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Yeah. And they went, please, 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 please host Eurovision this year. And the Netherlands thankfully stepped in, saved Eurovision. thank you. Thank you, Netherlands. And so we have to give a big shout out to the heroes in The Hague for hosting the Eurovision Song Contest 1980. Otherwise, if they hadn't, there would have been no Johnny Logan. You know what? They are the absolute hero worlds in the Hague. <laughs> whoa, 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 that was terrible. <laughs> um, so thank God for that. But they did come back in 1981 with Hakul over Habibi with the song Halela Tonight. Finished seventh. Eight points from Austria and Norway, seven points from Ireland and the Netherlands, and a six from Finland. It's a song celebrating what will happen with her lover tonight. And this is a spicy little number. What did you think? Well, the first thing that we have to do is talk about the elephant in the room. Ooh. 1981's band were one of those that were originally offered the 1979 Eurovision-winning song Hallelujah and they had turned it down. Oh, my God, you absolute idiots. They turned it down. Uh, They were actually offered in uh, the end of 1978. So instead they came back with this song and came seventh. Yep. Um, oh, my God. But if you were the writer of that song, how much would you have to be like, ha, 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 suck shit, suck shit. Like, so much schadenfreude over it. Yeah. yeah like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, that being said, like, I mean, it's good. Like, they're trying to have um, stage work. I like that. You've got to have stage movement. But, oh, my God, it just – the way that they've done it, it comes across as half assed and sloppy. That's how I find it. Yes. It's not rehearsed well enough. It's not polished. It kind of looks like they're just going to have like a six way. I don't know. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But just make it clear. It was very confusing. Who was her lover? Who was watching on? Um, the steps weren't practiced enough. It wasn't polished. It was, it might have been a six way, but it was going to be a sloppy six way. Um I was not I was not involved with this. I didn't want to be number seven in on this routine. Um Yeah. Just it just it's a fail for me. It is a fail. I I absolutely love her dress. And I think one thing we're gonna see in the next few songs and the previous few songs is that Israel have really decided that vocal groups are their uh, oh are my their God, yes. <laughs> which I think is is a Hebrew word, shtick. Maybe it's Yiddish. I don't know. Anyway, 
But yeah, they've definitely decided, okay, one singer with a bunch of backup singers is going to be perfect for us and mm-hmm. we'll make them like a super group on stage. I actually didn't mind it. I don't, yeah. like you said, I don't think it had the execution yeah. of a Barnaby and I don't think it had the magic of Hallelujah. No. But it's catchy. It was good. I've given straight sixes for an 18. Oh, no. I was not a fan no. for this. Um, I gave the song a four, the performance three, and the fashion 2.5. I did not an, like her dress. That's a 9.5 from you and a 27.5 between the pair of us. Not a pass at all. No. Maybe 1982 will replenish your soul. It was Avi Toledano with the song Hora. Finished second at the contest, which is step in the right direction. 12 from Finland and Germany, 10 from Luxembourg, Portugal, Sweden and Switzerland, and an 8 from the Netherlands. It's a song about the joy of dancing the horror, which is a traditional folk dance. What did you think? Oh, my God. Okay, for a start, oh, my God, this is so much fun. This is Fiddler on the Roof with Jazz Hands. <laughs> and, oh, my God, the best thing about this is now at parties, um, when Bob has a Eurovision party and she gets that point of the night where she's like, everybody put on a song and they request songs, I am going to select 1982 Israel and be like, oh, my God, Bob, they've written a song about you. Hora, hora. <laughs> Bam! That is mean. Bob is a gorgeous woman. She deserves better than what you the, give the her. Hora, <laughs> Oh my god! And you know what? I am going to count off the days ev- between every Eurovision until I can get drunk and put on that song and make that same joke. Hey, Bob, there's a song for you. Hora, hora. Every but this year. isn't this. The problem is this isn't a Eurovision entry. This is very clearly a Zumba class that ended up on TV. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's so much energy. There, it's a great chorus. I really, really hate the outfits. Like, I, I think they are criminally yeah. bad. It's like blood yeah. red and forest green. I think they, I know, I, I can't handle it. It's the it, wiggles. It is almost yeah. the wiggles. I do have big respect for the chorus and like the choreo. But I'm just not a fan overall. It's fine. It's not my cup of tea. Song five, performance seven, fashion two for a 14. Oh, no, I love this. This is crazy chaos. Oh, my God. My favorite bit is if you go back and you watch the performance at about two minutes, uh, just after two minutes, about two minutes and one second, one of the dancer, very excited, actually kicks one of the microphones over when she does a spin oh my God. kick. <laughs> if you go back, there's like a doot. And then with the next shot, you just see the microphone broken brr, on the ground. <laughs> and I think that's fabulous. I it didn't just, even notice that. Yeah, it just shows how much everyone was getting into it. I actually, yeah. I give the song an eight. I give the performance oh an eight. When you're excited enough to kick over your own microphone, that is gold. Fashion, however, that gets a five. Ba-bow. So that is a 21 from you plus a 14 from me and a 35 from the Dues Pour podcast collectively. Mm. Woohoo! Let's... Let's roll on to 1983. It's Ofrahaza with the song High, which translates to Alive. And she, again, finished second at Eurovision. 12 from Austria and the Netherlands, 10 from Belgium, Germany, Luxembourg, Portugal, the UK, and Yugoslavia, and an 8 from France. 
despite the many thorns in my side, I am alive. That is a beautiful message. That's almost worthy tattooing on yourself. That's a that's gorgeous. I love that. Oh, but one of those like terrible, terrible tattoos you get. Yeah, no. Yeah, like um, um, do not go gentle into the night or don't go gentle on my butthole or whatever your tattoo says. <laughs> <laughs> it says do not go gentle. Um, yeah. And yes, and I it's meant. A, it's an instruction for every man in her life. I meant to have that tattooed as once a man, oh my God, a dude once tried to mansplain my tattoo to me. <laughs> he saw it and rather was like, you know, grammatically that should be do not go gently. And I'm like, yes, well, but liter- <laughs> um, in literature, po- the poem po- poetically. says. Do not go gentle into that good night. Like, yes, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you mansplain this song to me, darling? Why don't you mansplain this one? (laughs) Look, there's two things. I mean, I find that this song, I mean, it's just good fun. It's good fun. It's good performance. It's upbeat. Um, However, there is also uh, another side to this song, uh, which people have read. Um, and there were people who commented on the fact that uh, they they found something very profound and touching and moving um, about the fact that here was uh, this Jewish singer uh, with the, the backing Jewish uh, singers and dancers was singing the song saying, I am alive, I will overcome and I will prosper – and they were singing that um, uh, basically in Germany. Um, and Not even basically pe- in Germany, in Germany. In Germany. And uh, people also noted the fact that the backup singers all were wearing yellow, which, of course, as we know, in darker times, that was a sign that the Jewish people were forced to wear to identify themselves as Jewish. So a lot of people um, really found that um as a prof- as a very positive and uplifting and i think inspiring song on that level it wasn't it wasn't um getting dark it was just saying you know what we are here we have survived we will continue to survive and th- and th- and flourish and i think that's a beautiful yes. message and i'm so glad that um people could find um, such inspiration um, and, and such positivity in that song in that way. And I'm very glad that those people could take that positivity from that song. It was a very moving thought. And it is. And it's also a really good song, just on top of all of that. Yeah, like, that, that even aside, you don't. It, th- there are other people for that who made that connection and found that, and that is usable. Yeah, for, for everyone else who obviously would not make those connections, obviously don't have that history, um, just as a song by itself, it's a great song. It's catchy as hell. Yeah, so it for that really reason, is. there's not much yeah. else to say. I didn't enjoy the cut on the fabrics. of the. F- that's putting the fashion politely. Um, <laughs> I didn't quite like the fashion. But it was the mid-'80s, so, like, I didn't like any of the fashion. Let's be real. But another very energetic performance. Israel really do have the Eurovision formula. They know what they're doing at Eurovision, and that's why they've been so successful over the past 50 years. 
Um, yep. So, great entry. Hi, hi, hi. Do, 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 do. I just know the title. I don't know any more of the word. Song eight, performance seven, fashion of five. That's 20. Oh, I gave the song 8.5, performance 8.5, fashion eight. Uh, that is our new favorite song of the week with a 25 from you, a 20 from me, and a 45 out of 60 between the pair of us. Israel are doing, they're doing pretty good so far. Woo, woo. Well, do you want to know the, the tragedy though? Um, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. No, go for it. <laughs> um, Ofra would actually die on the 23rd of February, just 17 years later, in February of 2000, at the age of 42, uh, due to AIDS-related pneumonia. So she died quite young at 42. And it caused some controversy um, at the time. Um, because when it was released, the news reported that she had, in fact, died um, of AIDS-related uh, pneumonia. And there was this real pushback from the general public saying, ah, that, that's, that's an intrusion into her personal life. You didn't need to report that. Yeah. You could have just reported um, that she died because I think there were um, – and I, I guess the the 80s, I guess everyone was so scared of AIDS. I think that's why it was, you know, like stop trying to like dramatise it. We should be focused on the fact that, you know, this is, you know, a, a person, uh, you know, a mother, a be- you know, someone who's died. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's fascinating to see how times have changed and that you wouldn't deny that truth about her, about why mm. she passed away um, mm. anymore. And it was controversial. She was the Israeli Madonna as well. I think I mm. think part of the reason it was unspoken is not out of, you know, oh, no, just let her be in peace. I think it's because AIDS was back then, mm. even in 2000, such a touchy topic. Mm. Like mm. Absolutely. It, how, do, how people get it, it became mm. this, this, like the my whole community has spent the last 30 years overcoming the stigma that we are all, you know, we're all, it, it's this that it is a gay disease. It's not a gay disease. Anyone can yeah. get HIV and AIDS, and yeah, so absolutely. it is. It's important to recognise that our suffering, her suffering, it is. It is just human suffering. It's not absolutely from AIDS, absolutely. and that I yeah. guess I guess that's where we are now, which is more progressive than where we were before. Absolutely. AIDS doesn't care about your sexuality. Um, and that, that was one of the problems. Uh, there was her husband at the time. Uh, he also received death threats and there were these accusations that clearly he was a homosexual man that gave it yeah. to his wife. Um, and then the poor man was, you know, had to, I guess, defend himself and was like, well, I know actually she had had a miscarriage and had had multiple blood transfusions. Exactly. After. So they feel that's where, you know, they got it from. So yeah, it was this, it's not this big conspiracy of, you know, it's, it's not a gay man's disease. Yeah. Yeah, and even then, the 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 newspapers saying, "Oh, it was it was AIDS related," made mm. brought that to the forefront that it was a blood transfusion or however mm. it happened. It, it yeah, it, you've got to talk about these things. But we got to move on. We do have to move on. We're running low on time. Um, I don't know how to transition pleasantly to 1984, so we'll just do it. 1984, Israel actually withdrew from Eurovision for the exact same reason they had withdrawn last time. It was because it clashed with Yom HaZikaron. Uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, but we're used to it by now. But they did come back 
in 1985. And oh, Lizzie, it's Isha Cohen again Woo! with Ole Ole. He finished fifth and he is back. Um, 12 from France, 10 from Norway, 8s from Ireland and Spain. And the Power Rangers have taken up Corio. What did you think? Oh, I would ole ole is a woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know how I would describe him? He is the Israeli prince. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. I, especially in this performance. Like, With the especially perm. in the 85 performance. Very yeah. prince vibes. The perm, the open shirt, the heels, the tight pants. Oy vey. Yeah. Oy vey. Oh, my <laughs> Shalom, <Lord>. Misha. <laughs> you know what? If Prince didn't sue him for copyright, he should have. Um, <laughs> that being said, I mean, oh, my God. Like, this song was never going to win. This is not, like, the best song ever at Eurovision. I'm not going to say that for a minute. But you know what? It's just good fun. I, I mean, what yeah. do you expect from a song called Ole Ole? Like, it sounds like this should have been, like, the theme for, like, the FIFA World Cup. Like, um, uh, it's almost Ricky Martin vibes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that year France said it's French entry. Ole, ole. What was <laughs> ole, that ole, one? Ole, 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 Israel are definitely all in on group performances. Like they are, they are, they are all in. You can't deny it anymore. It's it's yeah. done. It's a done deal. Israel love group performances. Yeah. It's one of those. One of the backup singers is criminally out of tune. Oh, like she is yes. atrociously out of tune, and it really yes. brought down the performance for me. It's energetic. It's fun. It's probably a better song than the one he won with, in my opinion. Definitely not in your opinion. But this is also a Zumba class. Yeah, decent. <laughs> it's fine. Song seven, performance seven, fashion a six for a 20. Oh, my Lord. No, look, I, I am all on board for this. I give the song a seven. I give the performance an eight. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Fashion a seven. <laughs> Although you're right, the his previous performance uh, was the winner. And, yeah, oh, my God, that backup singer um, at the beginning. But then, thankfully, and we'll come to it, she stops. And yes, I think that does. helps That helps save the performance. Um, our comment of the week might just explain why. Oh, well, before we get to that, let me tell you, this is the end of our episode, uh, bar comment of the week. Our winner this week was 1983 High by Ofra uh, on a 45. In second place, it is weirdly enough, Isha Cohen with Ole Ole. <laughs> on 42 points but third place tonight my personal favorite was hallelujah on a 39 out of 60 um that does mean there's only one thing left for us to roll through with it is time for comment of the week oh yeah You have gone through the best of the best comments, trying to keep out of controversy as much as you can with oh. Israel on YouTube. And you've got the best ones on the best performance. Let us have it. Oh, my Lord. I think uh, basically we just have this one because I think this sums, uh, sums it up. Uh, brethren, uh, we're talking about 1985 with ole, 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 ole. <laughs> Brethren 200 has simply said, 
the song improved qualitatively when the microphone of that groupie in the Torquies dress fell out of the range of her screeching. <laughs> who, says, who says that inanimate objects don't have a soul? <laughs> so thank you, Brethren 200. Uh, I think you hit it straight on the head. And thank God for the souls of microphones. Yeah. Comment of the week. Congratulations. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. We are we're just we're building week after week, which means there's more of you for us to love. Uh, and we Aww. love having you. So if you don't follow us on social media, follow us at Do's Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Did you have something to say? Oh I just wanted to make sure our listeners knew that no matter where you are or what you're doing. Just know that we at the Deuce Plough Podcast, you butter our bagel. You you butter our bagel so thoroughly. It's a thoroughly buttered bagel. Oh, see, now it's now it's getting creepy and sexual. That's just just that's just, just pour your buttery goodness on oh, the bagel. We, now we know why the bagel <laughs> has the hole in it. Well, hey! <laughs> that was that was that movie Israeli Pie, right? Where he used to <laughs> Anyway, uh, do tune in on Tuesday for another round of Do's News. We're getting into some deep national final territory now. We should know who's won in Norway by next week. Ooh. And if we don't see you then, we'll see you next Friday for Israel Part 2. Thank you for listening. We love you. Good night. Shalom, 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 shalom.